Today's program is brought to you by Magic Mind, the world's first productivity drink. Well, that's a bold claim, but this is a bold drink that fits all its essential ingredients into a two-ounce shot. Proven ingredients like lion's mane for memory, elasticity, cordyceps mushrooms for natural energy, and essential hormones like vitamin D3. Did you know that roughly 80% of Americans are vitamin D deficient? Another reason to make Magic Mind a part of your morning routine, or evening, I don't judge. Whatever you do at night is your business. Just make Magic Mind a part of it. Now here's some things they asked me to say. A two ounce shot gives you five to seven hours of sustainable productivity. Our magical combinations of 12 active ingredients, including nootropics and adaptogens, is scientifically designed by experts to improve energy, focus, mood, productivity, and decrease stress. Carbon Neutral USA startup based in Silicon Valley, so far we've helped over 5,000 people with procrastination, fatigue, brain fog, ADD, and much more. More info can be learned at magicmind.co slash learn and at magicmind on Instagram. 10% off if you enter your email, plus additional discounts if you get a subscription. Once again, magicmind.co. Try it for two weeks and feel the difference for yourself. To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody likes Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? What the f*** is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself! Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. Like, subscribe, share, donate, PositiveSarcasm.com, slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Also brought to you by Weeble. Click the link, uh, the affiliate link in the description down below to get yourself some free stocks uh, that hopefully won't crash. <laughs> but just click on that, get yourself some free stocks. That also helps support the podcast. And, of course, you can always support the normal way, PositiveSarcasm.com, slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. This episode is brought to you by Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.co slash learn. Once again, magicmind.co slash learn. Two weeks. Feel the difference for yourself. It's good stuff. Um, makes you smart and gives you energy. Makes you smart and gives you energy. Mm. Match it with your match it with your morning caffeine and off the races you go. Anyways. I got other stuff to talk about here, but other than you know, little magic potions, I wanted to start off by talking about Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook. So, um, with the economy right now, obviously for the longest time, people—I don't know what people, but the, some people—no um, matter how much money you were offering, people just didn't want to get a job. Um, a lot of people were getting paid not to work. It was just a mess. Hi, handsome. Hi, handsome. How are you? How are you? How are you? We just go, boy. So, I'm just going to pet him for a minute. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. A lot of people didn't want to work. 
Didn't matter. They were just making. I you could go work for five guys for like eighteen bucks an hour, and get free and get health benefits and get free meals. It's like okay, uh, sign me the hell up. And you could have opportunities for for growth and management. So the economy was spinning out of control. Still is, but it's in a, and possibly in a different direction. Um, jacking up rates and blah blah blah. And now all of a sudden, it's just skirt in the opposite direction. Companies are starting to lay people off. I, uh, Glass, I think Open Door laid off a shitload of employees. Uh, Meta, I think ever since the release of, the funny thing is social media generally has a lifespan. You know, I, I, I know we'd like to say that it was really just the MySpace effect, but it really does. People get bored with shit. And you have to think about like Facebook's only been around for like 15, 20 years. I mean, really popular for about 15. How much, the question is, and and now it's considered like, you know, it's like granny shit. Like it's only mom uses Facebook. Um, but then there's like the chat feature, and there's Instagram, and there's um, there's the marketplace. There's also what the fuck is the name of that thing? That thing that you put on your face. Um, the the uh, you know virtual reality BS, Oculus. Oculus. Hmm. So there's a lot of options for it, and yet this, and then the release of the Meta um, virtual reality. But for some reason, it just it ha- it hasn't it didn't hit. It was supposed to be the next big thing, and maybe it still is. Um, but it wasn't enough to keep. Well, obviously. It wasn't enough to keep the stock price high. It wasn't. So apparently Facebook was already losing losing subscribers. It was losing trust. It was losing subscribers. They introduced Meta, the AI world. It apparently has not driven the stock price up. And then um, its stock price plummeted. Absolutely plummeted. I don't have that. I don't have that particular stock price. Well, I can look it up for you now if you want. I'll fucking look it up. Chase, you have to give me a second, buddy. All right, let me go ahead and I'll just look it up on the fly because I have another stock uh, that I'm looking up right now. Let me see here. So let me go to Meta, and I'll give you this. And this matters because if they don't have the if they don't have the the liquidity in order to pay their employees, then they're just they're gonna have to get rid of people. All right. So at their peak, they were approximately $390 a share. They have been dropping since. I'd say the end of 2021, and at this point, they are just over $100 a share. They were as low as, uh, on November 4th, around $90 a share. They ticked back up a little bit, but in the last five years, they've lost 43... Now, there was a huge spike in their in their valuations, but in the last five years, they've lost 43% of their value. In the last one year, they've lost 70% of their value. And in the last three months, they've they've dropped 39.28%. So there you go. Now, here's the thing. It has, it was apparently had a real, it was around $140 a share. And then in the last month, it's dropped another 25, 23 to 25%. From 140 down to almost $85 a share. And apparently that was enough to trigger approximately no 
approximately more than 11,000 staff. Let me pop that article up. Uh, here we go. Nope. There we go. Sorry about that. All right. So uh, courtesy of Insider, Meta says it will lay off more than 11,000 as Mark Zuckerberg claims the company is deeply underestimated. Okay. Um, let's get to the quotes here. Meta said it planned to cut more than 11,000, 13% of its workforce. With CEO... Look at that picture, though. Look at that picture. That's like high school picture day for Mark. Um, I was actually... I looked up... I'm not going to pursue this, this joke any further because I went to look up high, school's pic, high school picture day photos to compare it to, and I suddenly realized that I'm scrolling all of these photos, and it's just a bunch of girls. And it's a bunch of underage girls. And I realized all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, this needs to stop. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and I'm just going to delete that. And thank God I use Brave Browser because I don't want anybody thinking I'm looking up high school girls for any other reason than to make fun of Mark Zuckerberg. So let's just go ahead and get rid of that. There we go. Moving on. I want to take the accountability for these decisions and for how we got here, Zuckerberg said in a recent blog post. I know this is tough for everyone, and I'm sorry to those it has impacted. Mark Zuckerberg said that the meta was reducing headcount across the company, including Reality Labs, the division housing its metaverse projects, but that some teams, including its recruiting team, would also be affected more than others. At the start of COVID, the world rapidly moved online, and the surge of e-commerce led to outsized revenue growth. Many people predicted this would be a permanent acceleration that would continue even after the pandemic ended. I did too. I made the decision to significantly increase our investments. Unfortunately, this does not play out the way I expected. He also said, however, that he believed Meta was deeply underestimated as a company today. Yeah, Kramer said the same thing. We do historically important work. I'm confident that if we work efficiently, we'll come out of this downturn stronger and more resilient than ever. Meta's stock was up about 4% to $100 and pre-market trading sued after the announcement. Generally, when you have layoffs, you're cutting costs, the stock price goes up. Zuckerberg said that in addition to layoffs, the company was also cutting discretionary spending and extending its hiring freeze through the first quarter of 2023. I view layoffs as a last resort. So we decided to rein in other sources of cost before letting teammates go. Meta has 87,000 employees on September 30th, according to its earnings report. Uh, that's represented growth of 28% over uh, year over year. I had some sticky notes about that, didn't I? Yeah, 87,000 employees. So they laid off 13% of their staff after growing their staff nearly 30% in the last year. So, I mean, one of the, one Reddit user claimed that that was possibly uh, most of these were mo most of these uh, people being shit canned, uh, most likely like first year type of employees. So I don't know if they're gonna get all the benefits of being a longtime Facebook employees. However, if any of them are longtime Facebook employees, essentially the severance package is um, 16 week base pay, two weeks for every year. If you have been with Facebook for five years, 26 week pay. Plus benefits, benefits, uh, and if the state allows unemployment while getting severance, which they usually do, you're adding on another 1600 bucks a month. So you can literally for six months, yeah, for about three to six months, have a really cush gig of just not doing anything. 
However, you want to take the opportunity to find another job right away. And I'm pretty sure you could. Because plenty of places are still hiring right now. Even if it's not necessarily in your wheelhouse, you can still keep the party train of making money going. Look at this as an opportunity to catch up on some bills and pay down some of that college debt if you are at least, um, you know, having some extra cash coming through in the house while having another job. So, being as it made, Zuckerberg on Wednesday said laid off workers. We lost access to most meta systems given the amount of access to sensitive information. They'd still have access to email so everyone can say farewell. <laughs> they saw the layoffs on the horizon. The first hint came in April when he told investors on a quarterly earnings call that more attrition would make meta a better company. A few days later, he imposed a broad hiring freeze. Within two months, everyone in the company was being directed to work with increased intensity should they have wished to keep their jobs amid a new focus on performance and worker reviews. Oh, I've been through that. That is brutal. Reorganization was underway. Yep, the reorg was underway, which means that they probably brought in a uh, a consultant. He went in, he walked around, and blah, 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 and they did the numbers, and that was all she wrote. Uh, okay, quiet term quiet layoffs inside reported. Workers were being t told to give 200%, even as they were warned to prepare for layoffs that could affect 10 to 20% of the staff members. Shed about 70% of its market value, as I just stated. And Reality Labs. Oof. Report Reality Labs has reported losses of nine billion dollars, including four billion in the third quarter. The division lost ten billion and ten billion in 2021. Zuckerberg said, "If U.S. employees, we get 16 weeks of severance plus an extra two weeks for every year of service." Okay, that's not bad. I mean, it isn't. It really, it gives you something to fall back on. And they definitely have the money. So, let's see here. How many employees? So, 11,000. Uh, how many employees did Open Door? So, 11,000 plus the 3,700 from Twitter. And then, let's see. Open Door. Open Door layoffs. Pretty sure it was Open Door. Open Door lays off about 550. But that's 18% of its work. Okay. So... Let's just type in layoffs, and we'll see what else has been going on. Um, tech tracker, layoffs, 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 layoffs. Meta lays off. Oh, Salesforce. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Let's see. Yeah, that's right. Salesforce had one, too. Um... Twitter, 3,700. Twitter, 3,700. Stripe, 1,000. Lyft, 750. Shippo, Affirm. Fair, 84. 100, 100, 100. What about Salesforce? Equity, these are all. Okay, Zillow, about 300. Funbox, 150. This is just. There we go. GoPuff, 2,200. How many employees work for freaking Noom? A thousand. Peloton, four thousand. Uh, 50, 70, 26. Curative, 109. Kitty Hawk, 100% of the workforce. Twilio, 800. Or no, Twilio, yeah, Twilio, 800. Patreon, 80. Eh. Uh, Innovassar, 120. Snap, 
1,280 employees. Wayfair, 870 employees. SEMA 4, 250 employees. Uh, GoHealth, 800. Nut Nutanix, 270. Vroom, 647. Groupon, 500. These are all two, uh, 2020. This is all in 2022. Healthcare.com, 149. Glossier, 104. Robinhood, 1,000. Um, we're still in the, still not a ton. Rivian, 840. Shopify, 1,000. Rad Power Bikes, 163. Fly Homes, 150. Olive, 450. Invite, 1,000. I mean, there's a bunch of 60s and 100s and stuff like that, but Tonal, uh, Tonal, 262. Hoppin, 380. Butler Hospitality, 1,000. 150, 150, 100, 120, 150. Enjoy, 400. App Lovin, 300. Unity, Unity, 200. 170, 210, 70, 40, 43. Masterclass, 156. Summer Bio, 101. Uh, Coinbase, 1100. Compass, 450. Redfin, 470. BlockFi, 170. Stitch Fix, 330. OneTrust, 950. 138, 100, 56, 23, 59, 40, 25, Policy Genius, 170, Carbon Hell, 250, Cyber Reason, 140, Platyguff, 250, Bolt, 250, Lacework, 200, 70, 90, 99, 30, 24, 32, Doma, 310, Carvana, 2500, Reef, 750, 50, 40, 80, 25, 19, better, 5,000, 50% of its workforce, blend, 200, fast, 400, Rasa, 59, Curology, 150, 100, 111, 57, 70, Root Insurance, 330. Holy fucking shit. Okay, so that got out of hand. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, what are we talking about? Like, Okay, so 50,000 workers so far in 2022. Okay, that's... Kind of a drop in the bucket when you think about it, though. Um, so 50,000 people, you know, but they could probably go find a, a job somewhere else, and they're getting plenty of benefits in the meantime. Um, but where was the other one? There was one um, – who did I just mention? What am I, fucking stupid? Oh, Salesforce. I don't think it was Salesforce. Salesforce layoffs. I think I was just thinking about them, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it was true. Like in my head, I thought that they was, but maybe I was just misleaded. Salesforce layoffs. Um, news. Oh. No, I wasn't wrong. Okay. 2,500. Yeah, 2,500, 2,000. Five hours ago, they laid off nearly 1,000. Okay. So they're laying off a few thousand employees. That's still like 55. We're still like we're still under 60,000 uh, job losses this year in the tech field. So I mean that's a drop in the bucket, really. I mean obviously uh, Meta's a big one. I, I mean that that is a big one. Um, I, do I expect more to come? Do I expect there to be like another five, 50,000 in job losses this year? No, because it's fucking November. <laughs> Mm. So the question is, how many more are to come? I don't know. 
probably a couple thousand. I think right now what you'll see is probably like a hold for the winter time. And then as shit gets real, maybe towards springtime, you'll start to see more layoffs. Um, but in the meantime, that's kind of where I, I sit on that. Uh, you know, it sucks. You should know if a company's hiring like that, that that is a good time to kind of wrap things up, find another job, you know, chase your passion or maybe cut back or, you know, just start looking elsewhere because when they're hiring that many people that quickly, and I've been a part of this situation before where it's like watching the sun expand. Eventually the sun's going to get so big where it's going to become super hot and then eventually it's going to just lose all its steam and just become a white dwarf of itself. So that's what happens in these in these workplaces. They get they just hire a shit ton of people, and then the next thing you know, a lot of them just you know, some of them quit, a lot of them just kind of fall off the map, and some of them and a lot of them just massive layoffs. And it's just kind of it, just to kind of get that extra little bit of work done. And that's all she wrote. So when you see something like that, you've got about mm, you can have anywhere from six months to two years, and then you're on a shit list. And you don't really I think six months is when you should really be like, all right, I see this happening. Uh, it's time to call it. You know, it's been a good run here. So. Mm. So that's about Facebook. I, or excuse me, Meta. That's not really. Oh, you know who I wanted to look off? Look up. So, uh, bind, uh I want to talk about FTX. FTX. This one is. This is a. An, this is an article that's hard to ignore. FTX employees count. Um, let's see, let me go to all. What? They have five employees at their one location? There we go. Um, FTX has about 650 employees. That's not too bad. All right. So what the fuck happened with them? Let's, let's dive into it a little bit. So apparently, and I'm going to, I'll try to stream it down here. FTX is a crypto trading platform. Okay. It's an exchange for buying cryptocurrency. Um, apparently there was a liquidity situation. A bunch of people started, you know, selling their crypto and pulling and pulling their money out. And essentially that means that they're pulling their money out or they're selling the crypto you have to cash it in and, and process those payments. And that's that. If you can't, now you've got a problem. And if that stacks up enough times, people get suspicious, you're not getting paid, and then it's essentially, it turns into a run on the bank. Crypto does not have a member FDIC policy. So if, you, if your bank fails, if your bank fails, say you've got $200,000 in the bank, all right? Um, and then the bank all of a sudden fails. The federal government insures your insures your bank account up to 250 grand. Crypto, completely different. Crypto, you are not you were you don't have any backing. If, however, if you you may see your money again if it's in cash, because that's an American that's an American currency. But if it's in like a stable coin. I don't know if you're ever going to see it again, but at this point, everybody got scared. The fearing hap the fear happened. Everybody ran to pull their money out of FTX. FTX essentially ran out of money, 
and the only way they could process payments for their users trying to pull cash out was to team up with a rival called Binance and say, hey, Binance, we're Foxville. Here's our entire order book. Here's all our clients, and here's all the clients that are trying to pull money out right now. We can't fulfill their requests right now. We need your help. We're essentially just going to call it quits here because we can't do anything. Binance apparently said, okay, let's look at your books. Now, this is updated. As of yesterday, Binance was looking at possibly acquiring and bailing them out. But the latest thing is that, let's see, uh, Binance was set to acquire rival FTX after exchange stops processing withdrawals. Um, Yeah, it was a significant liquidity crunch. This afternoon, CZ Binance, this afternoon FTX asked for our help. There is a significant liquidity crunch. To protect users, we signed a non-binding LOI, letter of intent, intended to fully acquire FTX and help cover the liquidity crunch. We will be conducting a full DD in the coming days. Um, wrote his team, blah, 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 clearing out the... Okay. And then, he, and then basically, uh, SBF went on to Twitter and said, thank you for everybody, and da-da-da-da-da, and we're going to process your stuff and get through all the backlog, and here, and essentially, we're just waiting for what finance... What Binance was going to do. Well, it's shit right now. The up the updated article from Gizmodo is that Binance has completely backed out of acquiring FTX, which is a fucking disaster. And I'm going to show you um crypto prices also how they're hanging out right now. I'll get you I'll get I'll show you some of the heavier hitters just in the past year alone what they've been up to and in the past few weeks what they've been doing. Um, okay. So, when they first appeared, a crash in the cryptocurrency exchange FTX, the blockchain firm, which up until very recently had been ranked as the third largest crypto platform, um, now that the deal is falling apart, craps in the acquisition, cracks, craps, in the cracks in the acquisition just emerged in a report from Coindesk that cited an unnamed person familiar with the matter. Binance eventually confirmed that it does, in fact, plan to walk away from the deal. Quote, our hope was to be able to support FTX's customers to prove liqu- to provide liquidity, but the issues are beyond our control or ability to help. The ex- <laughs> oh, shit. That's they told the Wall Street Journal. Um, ooh, Tom Brady was a – okay. Then Binance spokesperson Ismael Garcia also confirmed that the company's intent to abandon the deal in an email to Gizmodo. As a result of corporate diligence, due diligence, as well as the latest news reports regarding mishandled customer alleged funds, mis- mishandled customer funds, and alleged U.S. agency investigations, we have decided that we will not pursue the potential acquisition of FTX. Early November, whispers and allegedly leaked financial document indicted that FTX and its severed corporate sibling Alameda Research might ha- have as much, might not have as much money as claimed. From their things, snow from their things snowballed. Crypto pundits speculated, and the and the value of FTX token FTT plummeted. Currently, it's sitting around three dollars and seventy-two cents from about twenty-two dollars on Monday. Uh, I'll show you that. I actually have it up right now. So this is the past month, sitting around twenty-four dollars. You know, just hovering twenty. This was in October, just sort of kicking along. Here's the year. Um, 
kind of scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down for the past five years. Uh, basically, it looks like the rest of crypto went up, went up, like Bitcoin, up, 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 up crash, up, up, and then kind of slowly making its way down. Um, but in the last fucking month, about a, I mean, it was kind of killing it, and it just kind of was sitting around 22, and then the fucking wheels fell off around 25, and then it went down to a 20, and then sat at like 15, and then just shit its pants. I mean, it went from in fucking was that one day? That was on November 8th. It went from 15 bucks a share, 17.99 a share, and then crashed to four dollars and 23 cents a share had a slight recovery slight and then has continued on a downward spiral sitting at around a couple bucks a share because oof, that is bad so that's in the last five days in the last month is officially sitting at two dollars and 25 two dollars and 29 cents a share jesus christ the amount of money Market cap, 305 million. Volume, 1.96 billion shares. Supply, 329 million. All-time high, $84.18. All-time low, buck 15. About to revisit that. In a 56% decline. In five days, 90% decline. Jesus. And in one year, 96% decline. Holy shit. So there's that. Um, as is coin, as his coin value dropped, FTX founder and CEO Sam Bankman-Fried allegedly went asking around for a billion dollars in bailout money from multiple Silicon and Wall Street bigwigs to try salvage his exchange. And most of the blockchain platform legal, platform's legal and compliance staff abruptly quit on Tuesday. Uh, according to a report from Samifor, amid the chaos, Binance CEO Chengpeng Zhao stepped up, stepped with an offer to buy up, and we've already talked about that. <clears throat> in a longer post, Zhao added that FTX going down is not a good is not good for anyone in the industry. We do not view it as a win for us. I know there is rumors in the media conflict between the two exchanges. However, Binance has shown time and time again they are committed to a more decentralized global economy. We are in the best of hands. Um, okay, roughly half a day. Of, uh, okay, yep, 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 yep. FTX did respond to Gizmodo's request to comment. Assuming that the rescue deal is now moot, FTX is set to become one of multiple blockchain projects to crumble this year. Crypto winter. Unfortunately, it also means that Martin Shkreli was right about something. Okay, so during this time, so FTX is down 96% over the year now. BTC, also known as Bitcoin, um, has not had a good year either. So in one year, in one year alone, if you bought Bitcoin at 65,000, it has fallen 40, 73%. If you bought in the last month, it's dropped 17%. Oh, that's a, and that's a hard drop too. You could have bought it at like 19,000 in about October 1st, and you would have lost a shit ton of money after that. Uh, five days later, so five days, even if you bought it in the last five days, you would have lost 25% of your value. If you bought it today alone, if you just bought today at 9, 9 p.m. on November 8th, 
as of right now, it's down 15%. And that's, okay, and that's, okay, what else we got? ET, that's Bitcoin. So it's touching 15,000. That's a huge support area. So if that support fails, oh my God, it's gonna crash to like 10,000. So Ethereum is, okay, ETC, Ethereum Classic, $18.54 a share. ETH is the actual Ethereum. That also is taking a hit. That's at 1,092. So let's see, in the last five days, Ethereum's dropped 33%. In the last month, it's dropped 15%. Uh, in the last year, 74%. But in the last day, it's dropped 17.86%. It's sitting at about 1,100 bucks a share. Um, let's see what it's actually trading at right now. I can pull up Weeble uh, and get a live vision of it. Let's see, let's just go to ETH and see how bad the shit show is. Uh, Ethereum US, it's still trading around, like I said, still at a, about 1100 just under $1,100 a share. And then, of course, Bitcoin, 15888. Wow. Whew, that's pretty fucking scary. That's pretty scary. I mean, what, seriously, what can, if, if there was a total crypto collapse, so actually what was, there was, people were talking about a, a real estate crash, which I have yet to see in my market prices, houses, housing prices are still, I'd say mm, about a hundred thousand dollars above their original value in 2021. Um, so there's still a ways to go as far as like crypto prices or as far as housing prices here. So real estate hasn't crashed. It's at a, maybe a minor correction in some areas, but as far as what I'm seeing, uh, prices, the amount of demand maybe has gone down, but the prices are still there and there's plenty of buyers still, you know, houses, but houses by the seacoast, 400 something thousand dollars. People they're bought, they're being bought right up 550,000 being bought right up almost 600,000 under contract. So that tells you a lot about my area. But as far as crypto goes, that's a different market. Um, the actual stock market is doing, having some corrections. There is some corrections in the actual stock market uh, and there it's been recovering. Like for example, um, the REITs like uh, MFA and IVR and um, uh, New York Mortgage Trust, those, those stocks are actually having some recovery. They're not flatlining. Uh, Whitestone recovering. Um, the the monthly commodities such as like PCEF or PCF and PCEV uh, or PSEC, excuse me, they're bumping back up. They were as low as like six and a half a share. Now they're up closing toward. They're heading up towards eight. What's PCE uh, uh, PCE PSEC at right now? P PSEC. Let's see what the prices on that shit. 721. It was down a buck 80, uh, 0.84 today, but for the last five days, it's still up 0.63 percent. In the past month, it's up 11 percent, and it's only down 15 percent over the year because it was coming from a really, really ridiculous high, which was about nine bucks. Um, so there's that. Uh, as far as what's going to happen um, with crypto. Yeah, the, I mean, 
the, the mar stock market, in my opinion, hasn't crashed. There's been some heavy, uh, heavy blue chip stocks like Facebook that have tanked. Okay, so there has been some tanking. Tesla has taken a hit as well. Uh, so there is some heavy tech stocks that have taken a hit. Real estate, maybe in some sectors, have taken a hit, but it's not a huge correction. But as far as like crypto, crypto is getting the shit beaten out of it. And the the question is, is where, um, what does that money tie into? Because crypto, obviously, if if one coin, if one uh, Ethereum coin is worth a thousand dollars, and one Bitcoin's worth fifteen grand, if that shit were to drop in thirds, like I, I get it, it's dropping to some heavy support levels. Who owns those support levels? How many people own those support levels? What does it mean if they drop a quarter, a third, or go to zero? What does that mean for the uh, the companies that mine Bitcoin, like Mara or that like Marathon, or, or or Riot? These companies that actually their their job, their sole purpose is to mine mine cryptocurrencies. What's it going to mean for these exchanges like uh, Coinbase, which shit i mean i don't really i don't really have crypto anymore um i was in on the whole shibu inu thing and then i eventually just sold it um i have a i have a couple bucks of it because when you join coinbase they give you like you know some free money but at this point in the past uh you know freaking yeah essentially what i had it is in half but i don't care it's not even really my it's just house money it just sort of sits there so I'm not going to do anything with it. I mean, if it goes to zero, it's like, whoopty fucking do. To me, it's not even a full tank of gas. I don't give a shit. It's just there. Um, but what happens? So what happens to the people, the companies that mine for coin? What happens to the exchanges that have the liquidity to buy and sell coin? Uh, what happens to the uh, retirement funds or the portfolios that hold, um, that have partially cryptocurrencies in them and just what does it mean for the entire economy in general as far as like coins just falling apart now would regulation actually uh save these items would it actually protect cryptocurrencies and bring them back to life like for example if if bitcoin fell to i don't know a few hundred bucks what would that mean would it ever rise to like 60,000 again would it ever rise to even 20,000 again or are we seeing like the actual are we actually seeing the death of something the technology is there and it, it actually is used for something what I can't fucking explain to you it's it's like I said it's a whole lot of data and I don't have the brain power for it people there are actually people can, that can explain it I'm not one of those people the the but the technology that it's that's there is usable but as far as itself in a currency or shit, what's going to happen to the, 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 the NFT market, the non-fungible token market, all that digital real estate and all that stuff. What happens to all that stuff? There's people who invested millions of dollars in um, like digital art and stuff. What happens to that? Like they, it's like this is going to be the thing of the future, and it's like, well, basically all you have is a dick pic on your phone, man. That's basically what it's worth. So, what's gonna ha the question is what? Yeah, what's gonna happen to the companies that mine it, the exchanges that fund that that transfer it back and forth, uh, and all the other parts of the economy that are attached to it? It's gonna be really fascinating to see how that plays out.
Or is it one of those things that's going to hit like a rock bottom? It's going to be a fire sale kind of, but then you can get in on really cheap prices. And all of a sudden, because of like some regulation, maybe this thing skyrockets again, or it goes to a respectable volume where it sits a little more stably and then it's federally backed. And the next thing you know, the people that got in at the, at, at the bottom of the friggin' barrel are the next group of, you know, people who are fucking millionaires. It's a good question. And, you know, there were people that bought in on bought in on Bitcoin when it was a couple hundred bucks. And then when it hit 50,000, 55,000, 60,000, what did those people do after that? I mean, if you bought $1,000 or $5,000 worth of Bitcoin when it was a couple hundred bucks and then you sold it at like 60,000 a share which is easy to do. Where does it lead to? Because the hype was it was going to go to 100,000, 200,000. Never got there. And it just fucking tanked. So, but those got people who bought like five grand worth of it and sold it off. I mean, what is, let's just say at 200 bucks, let's just do some quick boring calculations here. Where's my goddamn calculator? Um, let's say you had, I don't know, uh, five grand, five grand divided by, um, hmm, let's say 200. So you bought it 200. It's 25 shares. So 25 shares times 60,000 equals 1.5 million dollars. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! So if you had five grand and you bought Bitcoin back when it was only a couple hundred bucks, which I don't know when that was. When was the last time that thing was 200 bucks? Let me go, let me go to here. Let me go to here. Oh, that's not it. Let me go to history. Let's do PSEC and let's do one more, one more. Okay. Let me go to BTC. BTC price. All right. And let's see. In its max. Um, so if you were to buy it at... Uh, so the cheapest it was... Was in 20... Around 20... Mid-2015, around 250 bucks a share. So, so you'd have to hold it from June of 2015, June of 2015, to November of 2021. Actually, no. You could have held it until April. So five years. Yeah, so about five years. Five years of holding... Bitcoin would make you a millionaire. Holy shit, that's fucking nuts. Five years of, of, of owning Bitcoin would make you a millionaire. Um, if you bought in 2014, you could have bought from $80 a share all the way up to like $150 a share, under 200 a share. It wasn't until... Uh, 
late 2014 it started to pick up some steam and then it kind of came back down but that's when it was that was the last time you saw it at under 200 was 2014 at that point so if you would have bought from the beginning and sold during essentially uh the covid days or actually not covid covid is when it shit its pants covid it was basically in 2021 after all that inflation talk and you would add think thing is is you would have had three opportunities to cash out you would have had uh april of 2021 at 60 at 50 62,000 a second opportunity at 48,000 in august of 2021 and then finally in november of 2021 you could have cashed out so 60,000, 48, and then 65. So you had three opportunities. And then finally, you had one last ditch effort uh, in April of 2022. You could have cashed out at 42 grand. No, excuse me, 47. So four opportunities to cash out above $45,000 a coin if you would have bought at like 200 bucks. So basically five or six years. Isn't that fucking bananas? That's why you buy when there's blood in the streets. So the question is, right now, is it is it the death of Bitcoin? Is it the death of the technology? Well, the technology exists. The question is, how much is it actually going to be worth? And how long do you have to hold on to it for? You know, even if you bought one coin and it ended up being, and you ended up selling at sixty thousand dollars, but you bought it at like eighty or two hundred dollars a share, you still got sixty grand a down payment on a house you know so but now i mean like i said support is holding at 15.7 let me check it one more time i'm sure there's going to be a lot of freaking i'm sure it's going to be a frenzy for a while but right now it's it's all waiting on key support so it's up a little bit it's around 16,000. uh ethereum is at 1100 this also has something to do with with congress as well so depending upon how congress kind of lays out also depends on will determine so depending upon how the seating goes in congress will also determine help determine possibly the fate of cryptocurrencies um because if there's no more free money and there's no more printing of any more money then inflation won't go up which means that the value of the coin is going to not go up as well and we'll see what that means if shit starts crashing if gas prices started going up then then there you go bob's your uncle but as far as anything else to say about binance um that's pretty much it so what can people do now with ftx because i just want to keep this you know let's see what's the ftx users what can ftx users do um i mean it's it's about to it's literally collapsing it's on the brink of collapse so what can ftx users do probably nothing they're probably shit out of luck um temporary outage warns users not to make deposits that was two hours ago uh crypto exchange binance walks oh you know what so Binance's victory over FTX means more users moving away from central exchanges. So it might be if you are considering using crypto or if you're if you're considering uh, messing around with crypto, it, you may want to consider 
using decentralized exchanges. So let's look some up. What's a decentralized uh, exchange? Not that you even want to invest in crypto right now. Let's see. Um, six best exchanges for de for decentralized exchanges. Uh, all. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It operates in decentralized without a central authority, so it can't be tracked. Um, there's margin. Oh, top. There we go. Coin market cap. Uh, there's Didex, Uniswap, PancakeSwap, Kinney Protocol, Apollo X, Dodo, Jupiter, Curve Finance. These are, yes, decentralized ex exchanges, DeFi markets. Uh, Uniswap, Uniswap V3, Radium, Saber, Dex, BuySwap, SushiSwap is a big one. Orca, Wombat, Woofy, Trader Joe, Balancer, Perpetual Protocol, Open Ocean, Uniswap, ThorChain, SpookySwap, Osmosis, QuickSwap, QuickSwap V3. Uni okay, there's. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting to see a lot of replication. Um, ShibaSwap. Wait, are these exchanges or are these actually. Or am I being a retard? No, these are decentralized exchanges, right? Or am I an idiot? Well, Margin X, okay. So Margin X is the world's first community. Get out of here. World's first community-based decentralized exchange launches on Function X blockchain. So Margin, okay. So Margin X, okay. So super low transaction fees. Users control their assets. Full visibility. Connecting trade Fi and DeFi by the community for the community. Huh. Interesting. So, um, and signing up for all these platforms, I'm sure if you sign up for a couple of them, um, uh, you can get like access to, uh, you know, they give out, fr some of them give free money when you deposit money into the account. So if you're looking at, if you got a few minutes to spare and you want to make a quick few bucks for that expensive, you know, price per gallon on gas, um, this might be worth doing. Like for example, with Coinbase, if you sign up, you get like a few bucks in free stock, uh, in free, co in, uh, free money. So. Definitely go ahead and look that up. Anyways, I'm running out of steam for today. We're at 47 minutes. Might be a good idea to close up shop. Um, thank you for everybody who's been listening and watching and subscribing. Uh, remember, you can find me on Rumble at Positive Sarcasm. That's where the primary channel is. Uh, and then, of course, the backup channel is Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. If you're listening to audio portion of this podcast, anywhere where podcasts are available, and you can also stream it and download it directly from the website. Uh, positivesarcasm.com questions, concerns, comments, bodybuilding, posing music anything at all, movie reviews um, and even my music reaction channel is available on there at positivesarcasm.com you can also email me directly positivesarcasm at outlook.com and you can go also ahead, go ahead and check out all my affiliate links on my on my website in the contact section the Weeble app affiliate link sign up for that and get free stocks and of course magicmind.co slash learn uh, there's uh, subscription discounts and, of course, a 10% discount if you use your email. But in the meantime, if you're looking for audio version, anywhere where podcasts are available. Thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. <laughs>